Take your Bibles, turn to Psalm 118. Psalm 118. And I want to take the next 40 minutes or so, or probably just a little bit less, and I just want to talk to you for a little bit. We'll be in God's living room. I'm not God, but I'm going to talk for him. How's that sound? Uh, I don't claim to be him. And the world is very glad, trust me. Psalm 118, you say, which verses, preacher? All of them. Uh, you'll get your chapter of Bible reading in for the day. But I want to read this whole psalm to you, and I want to talk for just a little bit tonight. Psalm 118, O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let them now uh, that fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations compassed me about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They compassed me about, yea, they compassed me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compassed me about like bees. They are quenched as fire of thorns. For in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Though that, uh, thou hast uh, thrust sore at me, I might, that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song and has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted and the right hand of the Lord doth valiantly. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened me sore. But he hath given me over unto death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. <clears throat> this gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. I will praise thee for thou hast heard me. And art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused is become the head corner, headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord which hath showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even under the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, and I will exalt thee. O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Folks, I want to take tonight, and I want to thank the Lord for Grace Baptist Church in a special way tonight. God has been mighty good to Grace Baptist Church. Yes, we started in a stinky old hotel room and didn't know what was going to happen and 
had no idea what was going to happen, where it was going to happen, or if it was going to continue to happen, but it started, and it just hasn't stopped. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and better and better. Uh, I love Psalm 118. Uh, you go through the battles of life, Psalm 118 will become a, a respite for you. Uh, we worry too much about what people do. We worry too much about the news. We worry too much about uh, what somebody thinks. I guess I'm getting mean and cranky, Brother Jim, or old. But uh, I, I really don't care what people think. I care what God thinks. And if I have this right, this will work itself out one way or the other. When I start taking over his job and doing it like Saul did, and I take over and do it my way, that's when things get pretty bad. And I want to thank God for all that he's done for Grace Baptist Church. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. Some of you would know some of the story. None of you know all the story, but... This church was birthed <laughs> at a time of great fear in my life. 23 years plus as an assistant pastor, never planned to pastor. And God said, I want you to pastor. <laughs> and as I've told the Lord before, yeah, right. <laughs> but God said, it's time. I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. He said, you've been doing it for 23 years. You just haven't been the one calling shots. He said, I'll call the shots. You just listen to me. I said, okay, I can do that. And we started on a journey. You say, preacher, how does that work? I don't know, but look around. It's still working. I had the whole world fighting me. I had my friends shooting at me. I had everything happening. You say, what'd you do? I didn't care what they said. I just cared what he said. And in the process, God's done some very wonderful things. I am only... One man. This church does not happen because of one person. Hate to tell you that. I could never do everything that needs done to make it run well and successfully like it does. Now, I say that there has to be a leader. I get that. Because anything with more than one head is a monster. And uh, so there's got to be somebody, as Brother Hiles used to say, there's got to be mean old man at the top making decisions. Amen. So I got picked to be the mean old man at the top. But uh, here I look at our church more like a team than anything. Uh, it's a well-oiled team. I just get to be the coach. Doesn't mean I throw the ball and then go hit the ball or catch the ball if I don't hit the ball and then go field the ball. It means I oversee offense and defense, make sure things are running smoothly, people are in the right position, everything's filled, all the gaps are filled, all that kind of thing. Uh, there's no way that one person could do it all. Uh, <laughs> but the good thing is I got God in the booth calling all the shots, amen? He's got a better view than I've got. Grace Baptist Church is a miracle work of God. Let me say that again. Grace Baptist Church is a miracle work of God. I don't care what church you go to in America. You won't find another one quite like it. 
most people don't want what we got, and they don't want to pay the price to get what we got, but uh, they don't, once they get it, they say, how come nobody else has got it? Uh, it, it truly, truly is a miracle work. Uh, I've done my best to structure it according to that book right there. I've taken the best of what I have learned through uh, many years of experience <laughs> and a lot of mistakes uh, and watching others make mistakes. There are some things that I've watched great men do that after they died, I found out what they did didn't work quite as well and found out where back in the process it broke down and built this so that we don't have those processes breaking us down as quickly. You say, can you prevent that forever? No, but I can prevent it in my lifetime. Uh, I've done my best to study and I've done my best to set it up according to the to the word of God Uh, (laughs) God wants to be pleased with his church I don't think there's a service that goes by that God doesn't say I'm happy about that Uh, I got a brother Anthony bought me a tape player cassette player say why because i'm old and some things you just can't get in new format amen and the only tape i had in my desk that uh i I pulled it out today and it was my ordination service from brother hiles and i listened to a few minutes of that today and i heard my preacher i was 23 years old Yes, a long time ago. I didn't even sound like me back then. I don't even have kids that young anymore. (laughs) But I was working in a church in California running about 800. And he got up and he said, if that church isn't running 2,000 in the next three months, he said, I'm going to come after you. He was joking. But I stopped the tape and I walked through this building. And I looked up and I said, Preacher, I think you'd be pleased. I think you'd be pleased. I don't know, but I think so. Uh, This is a miracle church. It truly is. Uh, We may not be big or fancy, but we see God work all the time here. And I mean in a powerful way. I... I don't know how many times I've asked Brother Anthony, did I lie to you? When he came here, I said, look, you're not going to believe it, but it happens every week. And just about every week, I say, Brother Anthony, did I lie? No preacher. He said, I don't don't get it either, but no, you didn't lie. God just works here. And it's great. I want God pleased with our church. I'm thankful for this church. I really am. I got out of my truck tonight and I just as I drove up I thought, Lord <laughs> every time I drive on this property, I want to laugh at my enemies. I'm saying you can't do it. I had men in the ministry say, You're too old to start a church. People at forty five don't start churches. That's a young man's job. Well, 
shut up and get off your backside and do something if you're older. That's what I decided. I, you know, I didn't find anywhere in the Bible where it said I couldn't. It just I didn't see it anywhere in Scripture. It said you had to be a certain age to start a church. So we just did it. <clears throat> I thank God he seems to smile upon us. Grace Baptist Church is a little, I call it a little heaven on earth. I want to take the rest of the time tonight to thank those who make Grace Baptist Church work and run like it does. Oh, we are not, and we never will be perfect. If you're looking for perfection, you'll have to look somewhere else. But you'll have to keep looking because you're a sinner too, so it won't be perfect if you show up either. But God's given us a great church, and I want to thank everybody that has a part in it. First of all, I want to thank our church and our school staff. Uh, Brother Anthony, uh, what a great addition to our church staff. Uh, you say, preacher, how does he compare? I don't compare him to anybody. He's not Brother Josh. Brother Josh is down in Florida. He forsook it. No, I'm teasing. Uh, I told him I was going to say that. He said, go ahead, Dad. They'll laugh. He, they did. Uh, no, he's happy doing the will of God. And it was the will of God that they leave and go to Florida, just like it was the will of God for Brother Anthony and Miss Couture to come here. And I thank God for them. I thank God for Mrs. Barnes. She's approaching 11 years as my secretary. She's earning extra crowns in heaven, let me tell you. <clears throat> uh, let me tell you, uh, <coughs> this church would not be what it is without them. Uh, my wife of 34 and a half years helping in the school and all the other areas that she works in here. Some be, most of it behind the scenes that you'll never see, just quietly doing it. She's not here, so I'll say this, and I won't get in trouble tonight. When we decided that the Lord wanted us to start this church, she said, we'll do it under one condition. And when my wife says one condition and she points that finger in your face, that means you better pay attention or you're going to die. <laughs> Trust me. She said, don't you ever, don't you ever, don't you ever call me the first lady of the church. She said, I don't want that title, don't want nothing to do with that title. I said, yes, ma'am. I've never called her that. Don't you call her that. Because she will correct you and you won't like it, trust me. You say, why? She's a humble backstage light. And that's what makes her as great as she is. Mrs. Barnes has done untold hours of work here. Brother Anthony, is, uh, I threw him to the, <laughs> he, he got thrown into the alligator pit up to his <laughs> armpits right away. <laughs> We've just been uh, trying to keep him from biting his head off the whole time, but we're, we're getting there, amen? And uh, he's doing a tremendous job. And then our Sunday school teachers and assistant teachers. There's no way I could teach every Sunday school class. Not adequately. Could I put them all in the auditorium and teach? Yeah, but everybody's needs wouldn't get met like they are. 
Jamie and Jennifer in the little kids' class. God bless them. Don't lock me in that room for very long. I'll go in there and stir them up, but don't leave me in that room. Because somebody's going to die, all right? And it's probably going to be me. Uh, and Mrs. Barnes's class. And then you've got Scott and Juan with the, uh, I call it middle school and high school age children and young people. And uh, Brother Scott's hard on the outside, but he's kind of like an egg. He's got a crusty shell, but he's warm and squishy on the inside. Uh, he's, he's not as bad as everybody thinks he is. He's got a lot of bark, but it's protection. It's not, it's not anger. Uh, then, of course, Brother Anthony and Katora just started their new adult Sunday school class and doing a great job. Uh, you, <laughs> Brother Randy and Miss Leanne taking care of the uh, seasoned veterans, uh, the old people, the, uh, the senior saints. Probably one of the most exciting factions of our church is that Sunday school. Don't you go down there unless you're willing to get wrangled, I'm telling you. They lie, cheat, steal, do whatever it takes to get the job done, amen? And uh, the good thing is they don't bite very hard because they leave their teeth in what they bite. So, then, of course, I've got Brother Barnes helping me in my Sunday school class. Uh, Sunday school's very, very important. Churches are buying into this mentality of uh, you have to have a discipleship program. Can I tell you what God's plan for what they call discipleship, they mean growth and grace. Discipleship is Bible college, but growth and grace comes because of Sunday school. You'll learn the Bible more by coming to Sunday school than you can imagine. That's what it's for. And it's broken down, bite-sized bits, age-sized bits. We try to cater it to the exact eras that we're dealing with to help with that. Then the men on my board. Our men on the board do not run Grace Baptist Church. You're looking at the guy that runs the church. But I couldn't do it without those men. I mean that. They're, they're not a, a governing board. Now, we have to have a certain amount of board members because of legalities and uh, check signing and uh, official documents and things like that, and I get that. But... These men, we meet, and uh, Brother Harry, all these years, I don't think we've ever had a crossword ever spoken. Try building a church building and fighting Jefferson County at the same time and not have a crossword with board members. And yet, we did. Uh, try getting in the middle of this thing, finding out everything on the plans is wrong where they got the building. Got to stop work for three or four months, pay fifteen, twenty thousand dollars more to have it re-engineered, just to pivot that corner of the building and this corner of the building back this way, so that we don't have to build a two hundred thousand dollar retaining wall out here that they didn't tell us to begin with. All that to be said, not one time did they question. 
Now, sometimes I'll bring an idea up and I'll say, Preacher, I don't think that's a good idea. And we'll do some research and find out sometimes it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> but that's why they're there. They help, help us make good decisions. Talking about Harry Sear, Brother Joe Lopez, Brother Scott Garner, Brother Juan Yancey, my dad. You won't find a finer group of men ever. I mean that. I brought Brother Anthony when Brother Josh was here. I had him in on every one of our board meetings. You say, are they officially part of the board? Uh, yes and no. They're part of my staff. They're part of the board. You say, why? Because if something happens to me, uh, Brother Anthony would need to know how to run and uh, run the business of the church. And these men need to know him well enough. He needs to know them well enough to be able to keep things running. It's called training. It's called, because uh, I don't know. I have no plans of anything happening, but if I kill over dead or get in a car wreck and get killed or uh, unable to run this church for six months, we've got somebody that can. So uh, these men, I love them. They're servants. They're not hot shots. They're not trying to, to run the, the business of the church, but they, they do a lot of work. They do the count, and they count the money, and they keep up with those types of things. They're signing checks, and they are true servants. If you look up, do you realize there was no such thing as a deacon until Acts chapter 8 or 9? The church was running thousands before they ever needed a deacon. The deacons were not there to run the church. The deacons were there to help serve the widows and help serve those that had needs, keeping the preachers uh, too busy to do the work of the church. So they sought out godly men to go help these people in need. And you talk about if you ever needed something, those men are there to help. Without a doubt. Number four, <laughs> our nursery workers. God bless them. Uh, anybody that has ever worked in the nursery deserves crowns in heaven. And those plugs on earth. Amen. Uh, the, we have a first class, clean, sanitary, well-run nursery. I'll guarantee our church nursery sanitized better than anybody's home that brings a baby. I know my wife washes it twice a week. Sanitizes every toy. There's not a mama that's ever been alive that washed every toy twice a week and sanitized it. I know better. I've been around long enough to know that. <laughs> Ain't no dad ever thought about it. There you go. <laughs> Amen, fellas? That's right. Uh, the nursery is a very needed thing. By the way, it, it's very needed. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not against babies. They have their place, and it's not in the auditorium of a church where mommies and daddies need to hear the word of God and respond at the invitation, and they're letting a little baby hold them back from doing it. I'm just going to say it the way it should be said. The nursery is vital. When people come, they need to be taken to the nursery, and they need to leave their babies there. They'll be okay, I promise you. We've never lost one yet. Okay? Then uh, our music program. 
Brother Anthony is doing a tremendous job helping us get more and more music and uh, thank God for Brother Randy. I'm, I'm going to say this, and uh, I think we have the best church pianist in America. He's got the weirdest socks, but we've got the best. <laughs> I didn't look tonight, don't care, amen. Now, wait a minute. Uh, I wouldn't want anybody else than Brother Randy. You say, but pre- no, I don't want anybody else. You say, well, is he perfect? No, but neither are you. You get up here and try to do it. Uh, think of how many millions of notes, tens of millions, probably billions of notes that man's played on a piano in his lifetime. Uh, thank God that he uses it for the Lord. I, I, and Brother Anthony and leading our congregationals and the choir and working with specials and different things. Uh, boy, you talk about somebody. He grabbed a hold of this thing. I told Brother Jamie Jackson, I said, now, you haven't met Brother Anthony yet. But first time he grabs a hold of that microphone and leads a singing, I said, look out, your socks are going to go up and down. <laughs> he texted me that Sunday afternoon. He said, Brother Bush, wow. He said, you weren't kidding about that Brother Anthony. He said, he said I almost had to hold on to my socks. <laughs> I thought they're too far away. You couldn't reach them. <laughs> but uh, everybody that helps with instrumentals and singing in the choir and uh, specials and uh, our church as a as a whole, the congregation singing, I don't know a happier church singing than this church. Uh, the first time Brother Anthony was here, I said, now just grab hold to it. They know how to sing. They don't sing maybe perfect pitch, but they like to sing. He got done. He said, man, preacher, they really cut loose. I said, yep. And the louder you cut, the more they cut. And it's just a wonderful thing. Every time Brother Few gets here, as soon as we start singing, he leans over and says, my. <laughs> and I look at him. He say, they sing out. He said, they're going to lift the roof off this building. <laughs> I said, yep, I love it. And uh, I, I enjoy it. Thank God for the right kind of music in a church. I'm glad we don't have to have guitars and uh, steel guitars and drum sets and fog machines and lights flashing and all the different colored lights. Uh, this isn't supposed to be an entertainment zone. It's supposed to be a pr place to praise God with our music. <laughs> Next, our junior church. Oh, thank God for junior church. Uh, what a ministry Brother Lopez, Brother Mrs. Lopez, and Brother Juan have. <laughs> I'm going to say this. Fifteen years ago, if you would have said Joe Lopez is going to be the greatest junior church director in America, everybody in America would have laughed at you, including Joe Lopez. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> but I wouldn't want anybody else in his spot. Nobody. Brother Lopez and I have worked on junior church, and he... 10 million times more than I. I just kind of guided him a little bit. He's got a miniature Grace Baptist Church going on back there. Uh, the boys don't usher unless they got ties on and the girls got to be dressed right to do certain things and they take offerings and they do different things and he's training them. And when they leave junior church and come to the auditorium, it's just a natural break for them. Say why? Because that's what it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be training them to do things.
And uh, he's doing that. And uh, I thank God for it. Uh, he's teaching the next generation of our church what church work really is. He's got them out witnessing and passing out tracts. And, oh, it, it's, it's, it's a mini Grace Baptist Church back there. It's a lot louder, but it's a mini Grace Baptist Church. <laughs> i got to keep Brother Scott out of there so it doesn't get worse. <laughs> but thank God for it. And our van route, Mrs. Lopez and Brother Barnes and Sam and Adriana and Elizabeth helping on the routes. Uh, you say, well, preacher, I know COVID has been hard, but thank God for Mrs. Lopez every week making visits, people getting saved and lives being changed. A lot of her folks have come and started driving in and she'll go out and get some more. And this is not a day and age where it's easy to do, especially in this area. Uh, but we're not stopping it. We've, uh, we've seen a lot of lasting results and thank God for it. Then those who help clean around here. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this. I've done very little cleaning of this building in the five and a half years we've been in it. Honestly. Um, thank God for Brother Steve and Miss Chris Snow. Every week, twice a week, cleaning bathrooms, cleaning hallways, making sure things are clean and neat. Uh, Paula Howell comes in and helps with the auditorium and cleaning things and straightening chairs and doing different jobs around here. There's been times Mrs. Shoebridge, she's uh, cleaned every one of the seats in this auditorium. God knows how many times with a carpet scrubber. Uh, I don't know how many hours you put in doing that over the years. Uh, just a ton. Uh, you know, uh, and there's others that jump in. Of course, Brother Anthony and the school, they clean things up back here during the school year and in the summer. We have others that come in and help with it. Uh, can I tell you something? Things don't just happen. It takes organization. It takes people. But if everybody does a little, nobody has to do it all. And I thank God that we have very clean buildings. We do. Do you realize we haven't done virtually any painting in five years? That's almost unheard of in a church that's as busy as ours. Uh, so thank God for it. Then our ushers, they're half blind. I won't tell you what the other half is, but no, uh, these are good men. Uh, I've, uh, I pick on them a lot because it just kind of lightens things up, but, uh, they, uh, they dress up and re look respectable because they represent the church. They represent God. They represent, uh, leadership here. And it's, it's an important role. It's not one that's difficult at times, but uh, they, they, they jump in and do it. And I thank God for it. They, they're sometimes the first face visitors see. Boy, do I feel sorry for our visitors. But uh, they, they, they have to have that warm smile and the visitor's cards and telling them what to do with it and getting them seated and <clears throat> listening to me rail on them by, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, and uh, all those things. And uh, thank God for it. And then uh, I thank God for Brother Barnes helping us with our PA. Uh, we, 
there's, there's two things I understand better than most, HVAC and PA. Uh, there's, you, you think it's cold when you first come in, I get that. But there's a reason, because if it's too warm, more of you would fall asleep than already do, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, once you start filling this building up with uh, 98 degree bodies that are breathing 98 degree air that's humid. It takes a little bit more to cool it down. You say, but it's cold, preacher. It's not like home. No, but you don't have 100 people sitting in your house either. Put, uh, put 40 people in your house and see what it's like at this time of year. You'll have the windows open, the doors open, the fans running, air conditioning blowing. Amen. You say, why? Because it just gets too hot. Yeah, it gets too hot because there are too many bodies in there. And you don't understand that like I do. Uh, and you get a room this size that's as big as your entire house or bigger, and you get it hot, it takes a long time to cool down. It's easier to warm it up than it is to cool it down. And yet our temperature in here doesn't vary two degrees year-round. Not two degrees year-round. Uh, so I, I get it. Uh, we've found that sweet spot. Uh, thank God for Brother Barnes and the PA, though. Uh, without that, uh, the recordings that go online and uh, your ability to hear things and the music and all the different things that are involved with it, uh, it's a bigger job than you understand. Then I want to thank God for Mrs. Kathy Sear and the flower ministry. She's got a blooming idiot for a husband. I mean, uh, <laughs> sorry, Brother Harry. It was that was that was low hanging fruit. Amen. Uh, no, uh, she's the one that takes care of the flowers here on the Lord's Supper table, and often out by Mrs. Barnes's desk, and she changes them about once a month. Uh, she just does a bang up job with it, and uh, first class all the way. Uh, I never worry about it. I never think about it. I walk in and say, oh, new flowers. <laughs> Kathy's been here. And uh, thank God for it. Somebody's got to have that touch. Amen. Uh, then those that help us with our baptistry. Uh, Brother Barnes takes care of the water in our baptistry, making sure it's clean and different things. Uh, Brother Aaron and Jennifer Krause, they help us with getting the converts changed and uh getting them capsized amen uh brother scott helps me personally as far as uh getting in and ready and holding coats and different things and uh then of course brother and mrs cole a lot of you wouldn't even know this they take care of cleaning all of the baptistry laundry uh, every time somebody gets baptized they come get the laundry and take it and take care of it and uh there, there's a lot to just getting one person baptized uh, generally, I turn the heat on and make sure that all that's done on Saturday so that by Sunday it's warm. But if I'm out of town, Brother Anthony picks that up, and I make sure that that's cared for. And uh, uh, there's a lot to, <laughs> they don't just appear and all of a sudden the water's warm. Uh, the clothes are clean and the towels are dry and folded in the right place and all those things. There's, there's a lot behind the scenes to make it work. And those who take names. Uh, there's a crew of ladies that help me, and they'll take names at the for decisions, people getting saved, people needing to get baptized, people joining the church, or whatever the decision may be. Uh, 
they make it quick. I, I kind of rail on them a little bit, but uh, they make it readable, that's for sure. You wouldn't want me writing them all. Let me rephrase that. Mrs. Barnes does not want me writing them all. Uh, but uh, I think it's a little tacky to hand somebody a decision slip and say, here, fill this out. Uh, I think we're there to serve them. They're not there to give us information only. It's our job to take it from them. So uh, this allows us to follow up and do things and help in many different ways. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. I could go on for another 15 minutes. I really could. There's people here that help with outside projects and hauling things away and uh, different other projects here and there. These are just 13 of the main areas that we have It's a busy church, can you tell? But that's why it runs well. I believe we've set it up the way the Lord would be pleased. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Uh, I know you're going to spend some time with family. Some of them you really don't want to spend time with, maybe. Some you're really not looking forward to being around. Some, you're looking forward to it, and that's good. But church, I think everybody looks forward to being here. When we come, let's leave our problems out there. Let's let the Lord take care of those problems. Say, but preacher, I just can't let it go. No, you don't want to let it go. What you're saying is you want to be God and wrangle it instead of letting him do it. Uh, The Lord's on my side. I'll not fear what man can do unto me. I'm not worried. Say, but preacher, try leaving your church open during COVID when they're threatening to take pastors to jail over it. And yet we never close down one service. Say, why? I told you, we might have to do church from jail and get special permission from Brother Juan, amen? But we'll do it because I wasn't shutting down. It was unconstitutional to shut us down. I thank God we didn't have to go to jail. Believe me, my name's at the top of the stationery. I'm the one that's going to be there. But uh, was there fear? (laughs) Yeah, every time I saw the police officers drive by, I was thinking, is this the day they turn in? I can't tell you how many times I saw that. But we stayed open. I didn't prepare thinking somebody's going to break the doors down. You know, we think too negative of human beings. Uh, Whatever happened to trusting your fellow man until they break the trust? See, we've taken on this attitude of the media that everybody's bad till they prove themselves good. How about everybody's good till they prove themselves bad? Say, how do you get along with so many people, preacher? Because I don't believe everybody's a creep. I don't. I believe most people are good people. Now, some don't do good things, but they're still not bad people. There are very few truly bad and evil people. There's a lot of broken people out there. A lot. Thank God for Grace Baptist Church. Grace Baptist Church is, is not because of this preacher. 
Grace Baptist Church is not all it is because of this preacher. It's because of all the people and many others. And may I say this, uh, I save this for the, for the finale here. Each and every person that comes to the services are part of Grace Baptist Church. And you make it as great as those that do other things. You don't have to come and do all those things. Just being here is greatness. And it's what we want. Now, as you grow and you want to do things, great, let's do it. But take time and grow. It's okay. Every head bowed, every eye closed. How about we take some time this week and thank God for Grace Baptist Church. Those that serve. Those that help run this wonderful place called Grace Baptist Church.